Today's episode is about body peace, food freedom, body love with this boss ass babe. And she's just like, you're going to love her. She's super funny, super relatable, and just has this really, really practical approach. If we try to spend our whole life controlling and manipulating our bodies, we're going to be miserable. And we also won't get there anyway, because it's all a false sense of control. What's up, boo? Welcome back to the Just Realized podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Um, but let me tell you, this is the only podcast that you need to listen to this week. I have the best guest on the show today. Um, it's a juicy, juicy episode, and I think you're going to fucking love it. So this week on the show. As always, we're always talking about how to live in the biggest, best version of yourself, sharing all the mindset shifts that we need to do to step into that, spirituality, all the fun and juicy stuff. And this is actually a topic that I have ever touched on the pod, but so fucking relevant to my life um, and actually to my business. So today, which... Is why I'm surprised I've never talked about it on the pod before. But today on the show, I have Victoria Kleinsman, who's one of the fucking dopest people I've ever met. She's literally me with a British accent. So you're going to fucking love it. Like, imagine me cussing in a British accent. Like, this is literally her. Like, instant fucking connection. We we're like podcast sisters and we've never met. Um, we had a mutual podcasting friend who's like, you guys should connect. I think you guys would love each other. And I think you guys like are kind of in the same vein of like helping women feel amazing in their bodies. She is a food freedom and body love coach and her approach to food freedom and how to just feel really fucking comfortable in your body, no matter where the fuck you're at you will be obsessed, obsessed. Like her energy is like no other. The way she talks, the way she thinks about it, just her whole approach is nothing like I've ever heard before. Like when I tell you like girl crush central, like literally I've had amazing people on this podcast and some of them, you know, we continue to be really cool and have great relationships. And some of them, you don't always, but every now and then you really meet someone and you just fucking click and you actually keep in touch. And she's definitely being added to that list now. And like I said, she's a fucking dream. And we had so much fun. So we talked about what it means to li live in food freedom. We talked about how to eat what you want and still care about your health, right? We talked about what that really means. Um, I don't even want to give it away because we talked about so many juicy things. We talked about our fantasy bodies, how to make peace with our fantasy bodies. It's really this whole idea of body peace, which is something I've really been studying for my business. And her and I talk about this. I hear this more than anything is I want to hire you and I want to be styled once I lose the weight. I think we all set goals and things that we're going to treat ourselves to once we lose the weight. And I don't know about you. I'm still sitting here 20 pounds heavier than I was when this pandemic started. Am I really going to lose the weight one day? Who the fuck knows? But I do know when I do things that make me feel better. I'm actually not 20 pounds. I'm actually 16 pounds. And we talk about this in the episode. 
when I start doing the things that actually make me feel good inside, then things like that come so much easier. It's kind of like this chicken or egg conversation, right? Like, don't you deserve to fucking look good and feel good during the journey of losing weight? Because that's a hard journey, too, sometimes. But also, I fucking hate even saying the journey of losing weight because I just honestly don't know how I feel about it anymore. But I can tell you this. Her and I had an amazing conversation. We just recorded this pretty recently, and I don't usually do that. I have some episodes that I record, and then just depending on the schedule, but this one's so hot, I had to get it out to you. We just recorded it really recently. I just signed up for a new styling accreditation class, and I've really, really been tapping into my creative energy and how I'm getting dressed every day when no one's fucking seeing me and I'm by myself. And I walked by the mirror the other day and I had a total fucking Megan the Stallion moment. And I was like, damn, bitch, you look good. And my stomach, like, I was kind of changing from my day clothes to my pajamas. And I don't even know what I was doing, but I had like my pants fully like unzipped. And I think I was looking for my pajama shirt. So I had my pants fully unzipped and just like my bra on. And I walked by. So let me tell you, my stomach's definitely not my favorite body part. And when I have my son, like I always joke that I have stretch marks from my tits to my knees. And that's another weight story we could talk about and how much weight I gained with him. But put that in a bucket. Because I'm not sure how to approach those conversations because that's absolutely not my expertise. But once I started to want to do that for myself and have come to this place of body peace, she literally, I feel like I fucking manifested her in my life. But the story I was seeing is like I walked by the mirror. Like I said, I don't love my stretch marks. I don't hate them anymore. But they're definitely not my favorite, like my boobs. Like, I fucking love my boobs. Like, I'm just going to say it. Like, I love them. I think they're amazing. Um, And that's it. So you, (laughs) if we're going to flaunt it, then that's going to be the thing. But I'm walking by the mirror the other day, and it's just because I've been channeling this energy and pouring into myself because I really, really want to practice what I preach, right? And someone always told me we teach what we need. And obviously, this comes up a lot in styling because we're styling your body and your body is the masterpiece, right? It really is the masterpiece. We're just painting it with fabric. And I walked by the mirror and I was like, damn, bitch. And I had that total Megan the Stallion moment when she was like, I can't remember the lyric of the song, but I'm definitely going to look it up. And she was like, you know, when I look in the mirror, I'm like, I don't brag enough. And I was like, God, I look good. And that was a fucking really empowering feeling. And a whole nother episode, which I definitely inspired to do after this week I just had of women and how we hide and hide behind all of these things. But there's a lot that goes to it, into it. However, that's not what today's episode about. Today's episode is about body peace, food freedom, body love with this boss ass babe and she's just like you're gonna love her she's super funny super relatable and just has this really really practical approach to creating this piece with your body i mean you this episode is literally her basically like coaching me on this so you can totally see how she works with women how she supports women and i'm just telling you like I just, I'm like gushing. I have nothing bad to say about this episode. It is amazing. Spring is coming. So before I hand this off to the episode, speaking of body peace, it's a time, right? We've all been in hibernation. We might've been wearing layers and bigger clothes. It might kick up some of your stuff. So this episode's right on time. So tune in and you don't have to wait to be styled. Being styled will a thousand percent help you feel more confident in your body to 
day. So if you've been listening to the podcast and you've been listening to me talk about this shit for over a year now and you're like, I want to do this. I want to pull the trigger and work with Katie one day. Let's just chat. No commitment, right? Hop on the phone and see if it feels good for you. I just came up with some new spring packages. I'm launching this week with my clients. I'm doing a really big spring 2022 um, spring trim report later this week with my clients. I'm super fucking excited. It's my new style squad spring um, report. It's going to be fucking amazing. I'm presenting it locally, like all the things. It's got so much juice and so much energy. It has me energized in a way I swear have not been energized in years. And a lot of it was from allowing myself to have fun and get dressed every day and channel that energy into making this spring lookbook. So hit me up. If you're interested, you can connect with me on Insta at Katie Allen Stylist. You can shoot me an email, Katie at Katie Just Styled. Or if you're like, fuck it, rip the bandaid off. I just want to get on Zoom with her and chat. Then go on to my website, katiejuststyled.com and book a discovery call and we can just it's that's all it is it's like hey we're just gonna be curious we're gonna play we're gonna have some fun and see what this feels like so hit me up let's see what feels good for you enjoy 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 this episode with victoria she also runs her own podcast so if you love this go check her out she's gonna drop all that information and i will put all that in the show notes as well and send me a dm and let me know what your favorite part of the show is. She drops some funny ass one-liners that literally like I was telling my husband about them and now I think about them all the time when I go to eat and uh, I think you're really gonna enjoy this. This one's a fucking banger for sure. So I will see you lady on the flip side. Thanks for your endless support and I love you. Hello, ladies, and welcome to today's episode. I am so, so pumped. You're going to love it. I already can just feel the chills that I have. Like, I already know it's going to be juicy. Today on the show, I have Victoria Kleinsman, food, freedom, and body love coach, and also another fellow podcaster. And thank you so much for being here today. I am so excited. My spidey senses are tingling. So I know this is gonna be a great conversation. Thank you, Katie, so much. I'm honored to be here. And I get chicken skin, like goosebumps as well. This is going to be total vibes. (laughs) Totally. So I was binging your podcast all morning. We met through a mutual friend, Holly Toronto, that was on my podcast. Woo! I guess since since it's February, I'm going to say that that was back in 2021. But um, We had a really good conversation and a really great connection. And I was like, who else? Like, should I bring on the podcast? And she's like, oh my God, I know exactly who you should bring on. You should connect with Victoria. And I'm super, super excited about this. Talk to me about body love. I personally am dealing with this right now. And um, with I've gained 20 pounds since 2020. And then also that alone kicks up some of my imposter syndrome around being a personal stylist because mm. I'm constantly helping women feel better in their bodies through their clothes. And, you know, that kicks up a lot of our body stuff. And um, so let's go. I'm so excited for this conversation. Introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you. Thank you, Katie, so much. And thank you, by the way, for being so honest and vulnerable and open. Like I knew that you you would be from listening to your podcast, but just sharing that you maybe 
struggling a little bit right now in terms of your body image. And I think the more that we share from our heart, like woman to woman, that even if I, te- I teach this, I'm an, I'm an expert in body love, we're also only human and we live in a fat phobic society. So sometimes, especially ju- just before my bleed, I'll get like an old trigger kind of creeping in and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm just going to like grab my self-love toolkit, do all the things. It's it's basically body image work isn't eradicating negative body image thoughts. They're still going to come up, but the work that I do helps you to fall back in love with yourself. So then if you notice you're looking at yourself in the mirror, you perhaps aren't loving the appearance today for whatever reason, because as you know, it can change day to day. That doesn't matter so much anymore. It's about choosing to be confident, choosing to love yourself through it all. So there's so many layers to body love because a lot of us have body trauma from a child. And my very long story, very, very short, because I don't want this whole podcast to be about my story. (laughs) Um, I was anorexic as a teenager, and then I was in a domestic abusive relationship in my late teens, and then I was um, a binge eating disorder, and then I was a bulimic, bulimic, and I went into the fitness world and became obsessed and was doing fitness modeling. So I've had, kind of had like all the spectrums. I was doing some modeling. Yes, I. that was the time that I liked my body the most aesthetically, but it, I didn't love myself and it was my whole worth was hanging on how I thought my body looked today. So having been through it myself and that's what I do now and I'm so passionate about it. I help women to fall in love with themselves and also to heal their relationship with food and their bodies. And we go deep. It's not just the food stuff, which is a symptom. We go right to the core, which is self-worth, self-love. And then we address that and then everything just melts away. Oh my God. Well, thank you for sharing your story. I felt the same way about like being really vulnerable and like just talking about where we struggled with certain things. Cause I think, well, I don't think what I know for sure is that like when we're going through those things, it can feel really, really isolating. And that's like the biggest word that comes for me whenever I was struggling through. For me, I think the first time I really noticed this was after I had my first kid and it was just like so isolating. So you got me with the vulnerability. Thank you. But when you said go deep, Oh my God. I think that's where I live. Like I was just telling my husband the other day, I was like, you know, sometimes I get in my head about being an oversharer. I was like, but I think oversharers are the people who create the change in this world by just going deep and just laying it all out. So let's go deep, Victoria. Yes, yes, yes. Let's do it. And I want to ask you about, you know, it's interesting how you shared, um, you put 20 pounds on and maybe you're having a few difficulties in terms of body image what we think or what most of us think that losing weight would just fix body image so oh I'll just lose weight and I'll feel better about myself temporarily you will right I'm not pretending that that's not the case because otherwise we wouldn't all trying to be dieting like spending our whole lives trying to be small or stay small you do feel better temporarily but that's just putting like a plaster over a wound Whereas body image is how you see yourself as a person. It's separating self-worth from from your body. It's knowing that you're more than your body. It's taking care of your body. It's all the things. But weight loss won't just fix it. It's just a plaster on top of it. So in terms of like where you're at, how have you noticed the way you feel now compared to maybe when you were smaller or maybe you've also been bigger before when you've had children? Do you notice a pattern? 
Um, yes, for sure. So I think where I'm at right now with gaining those 20 pounds is survival mode. So this mm-hmm. is the highest weight I've been. This is like the highest I get without being pregnant. So this was like the weight that I was before I even had my first kid. Um, and what triggered my quote unquote weight loss journey then was uh, taking photos with him and not wanting to see myself in the photos. And like, that was the first time I realized, oh man, I don't like the way I look like in photos. Um, so when 2020 hit and I had lost my job, which I'm starting to say now I retired at 40. I didn't get fired. I retired at 40. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> One of my <laughs> friends gave me that mindset shift. And I said, from now on, that's how I'm introducing myself. <laughs> Own it. And it kicked up a lot of my shit around like, oh my God, I'm too old to start over. Oh my God, who am I? Because that was my whole identity was in this role, this marketing role that I'd had for 11 years. And I was the breadwinner of our family. I was all these things that all of a sudden in a moment, I wasn't anymore. And Mm -hmm. it has been a fucking journey, like untangling myself from that. But through that, I came back to styling, which is my absolute first love in life. And I'm so grateful for that. But then being a new entrepreneur also felt like survival mode because now I'm green and I am not used to being green. I was used to like this 15 year run, you know, climbing the ladder and feeling like, okay, I'm really confident in what I do all the time. And I was in survival mode. So now where I'm at and I've started to think about this, um, I'm like, okay, you're in survival mode. You, I was not focused on my physical body at all. Like not even to make it feel good. Like not even like yeah, I could put weight loss in a bucket by itself, but just mm. like not even focused on like my physical body and like feeding it and keeping it healthy per se. I mean, I gave up alcohol, which is a big deal. So I will clap myself on the back for that one. And I don't mean yeah. like give it up completely, gave it up as a, um, as a buffer. And um, so, because I was just in survival mode mentally of like, how do I start a business? How do I, oh my God, I'm just living like scared all the time. So just now have I come on the other side of that where I feel confident in myself again, knowing that I am a stylist now that I've helped some people and like I can start to see the results and the transformation. And now I'm like, okay, shit, when I work out, it feels good. How do I do this? But it still kicks up in me depending on who I'm working with or what comes up, and this is something I really wanted to talk to you about, is I get this comment a lot. Um, you know, I have, I like to go deep, which offers me the ability to create really good connections with people. And the one of the things I hear the most is, when I lose weight, I'm going to hire you to style me, mm-hmm. or I'm not going to work with you until, you know, I lose this weight, or I'm doing a photo shoot and I really wanted you to help me f- pick out my outfit, but I haven't lost all the weight yet. And I'm like, oh boy, mm-hmm. hell so yeah. You talk about that. I have like my feelings on that, of course. Um, Cause I really do try to use style as of, of like a self-love, a self-expression. But when you hear that, like this, I was like, oh my God, Victoria's going to help me. So that they think like, of course, Katie's saying that because she's a stylist. Like, how do you feel about that when you hear that? Well, first of all, that was me like my whole life. <laughs> Even when I was lean, I was like, yeah, when I grow my glutes and get a bit leaner and round my shoulders up, then I'll do X, Y, and Z. And it was never fucking good enough. Never. So queens that are listening, if you're saying this to yourself or to other people, I'll do this when I've lost the weight. I'll do that when I've lost the weight. Here's the thing. I want you to ask yourself, what have you done 
so far in terms of like your relationship with food, if you look at the history of your life, how has that served you and how far has that gotten you? Because most likely, if I was just to guess, what we tend to do is yo-yo diet. So we'll lose weight, be happy, gain weight, lose weight. Like We know how the cycle goes. Why do you think that is ever going to change? And what we do is we promise ourselves, I'll get smaller this time and then I'll keep it this time. Like, And, and we promise ourselves and we mean it and then we get annoyed when we can't and we feel like a failure. I literally woke up, uh, well, obviously I wake up every day, but it was a big <laughs> wake up moment for me. I was 30 and I was like, if nothing changes, nothing is going to change. I am literally going to be dieting and then binging my face off and the binges got worse the more I tried to diet over time when I'm 70 I don't want to be counting fucking almonds and weighing peanut butter (laughs) because I totally you know like how you have the diet like have an apple six almonds and then whatever grams of whatever and I was like something needs to change and then what I was doing and this is what so many people do and to answer your question Katie we put our life on hold until we're at this fantasy weight that it's not even most of the time it's our weight when we were like a teenager and we for some reason just fantasize about being that small again but our bodies change we grow humans and have babies some of us naturally we just get older our bodies change it we're a living human animal and if we try to spend our whole life controlling and manipulating our bodies we're going to be miserable and we also won't get there anyway because it's all a false sense of control so anyone listening who is like yeah I do that I'm like I'll work with Katie when I've lost the weight because then I'll feel great about myself and I'll have all these gorgeous clothes on my gorgeous body like I totally know how you feel but I challenge you to do all of those things now and then see how you feel. Because when clients come to me and we set goals together and most of them come to me when they're ready to let go of dieting because they just know diets don't work. But still, they're always like, yeah, but I still want to like lose weight. And I'm like, well, of course you do because otherwise you wouldn't be here feeling crazy around food, hating your body. But when you do the work that I teach and you start to unpeel all the layers You can have everything that you think your life will be when you've lost the weight. You can have it now Mm -hmm. because it's a feeling that you can create for yourself. Yes, there's a lot of unlearning to do, like of society and patriarchy and a lot of trauma release that I go through depending on the person. But you can wear gorgeous clothes now and you just watch how how that changes and how that shifts your energy, the way you feel towards your body. So I would say don't wait because you will literally be waiting forever. Mm-hmm. It's so true. It's so true. And what I found through my own journey and like living this right now is I was holding back. I was doing the same exact thing, kind of like what you said earlier. Like someone had said to me, we teach what we need to learn. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I was holding back and I was like, oh, here I am doing exactly the same thing. Like, it's so easy to give this advice. And then I went, went out and I bought a couple key things that make me super, super happy. And I just started mm-hmm. wearing them and I just let myself wear them. And then out of fucking nowhere, I just lost four pounds without even trying. And I was like, huh, that's funny. These jeans don't feel so tight anymore. Like, mm-hmm. and it was just because I let myself do it. And then like, there was these stories and I did a whole like story or Instagram live on this. Like there were stories I would tell myself around like this pair of pants that I love. And I was like, oh, they don't fit. They don't fit. Right. Just because in my head, like there's no way they could fit. And I put them on and I was like, holy shit, they fit. And now I have pants. <laughs> like now. Yeah. And so it's like crazy. The things that like, we're just constantly 
telling ourselves around our body and about our clothes. And I truly believe like what you were saying, like if I let myself be happy now or I'm extending my happiness and like saving it for a future date that doesn't fucking exist. It doesn't. And we could die. Like, I don't want to be morbid, but we could literally die tomorrow. Seriously. Right. (laughs) I talk about that shit all the time. And like, again, it's not morbid, but I haven't talked about this on my podcast yet. um, And I'm not sure when I will bring this up, but we just went on a vacation and on our vacation, my daughter's fucking teacher passed away. And I got a phone call from the school on vacation saying her teacher passed away. And it's such a fucking reminder of how delicate life is. And it's like, why do we do that to ourselves? Because that is a reality, whether we want to accept it or not. Like that is real. Exactly. And there's so many ways that I can go with this, right? I'm trying to rein my in my in my head. Like everything's I'm trying to rein myself in. Okay. The first thing I want to talk about this in terms of like you could die tomorrow. And if you zoom out of that, so if you're in your head and you're like, I need to lose weight, I hate my body, just like get quiet, be with yourself. Like I imagine like me zooming out and looking at me sat in the room where I am. Then I zoom out and then look at like the city that I'm in and zoom out, zoom out zoom out until eventually you get to earth which is a ball of rock floating around in the middle of nowhere where no one knows how big it is because it's fucking infinite like and we're spending our life not feeling good enough because of patriarchal pressure that isn't true anyway I mean this I mean I'm not going to get on this rabbit hole because I'm not expert enough in the history of this but women are made to keep we were kept small because we're so goddamn powerful. If we just fully showed up who we are, wore what, wore what the fuck we want, ate what the fuck we want, said what we wanted, or from a place of love, because that's who we are at our core, like love embodied. Imagine like how freaking awesome the world would be. And that's not to slate men, because I love men, by the way, and I love the masculine. <laughs> but women, just take a look at like what the, the listeners listening, what would you say is going on in your mind the most throughout the day. When I ask this question to my listeners, it's it's usually things around, I don't look good enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not funny enough, I'm basically I'm not enough, I shouldn't eat that, I shouldn't have eaten that. Like, really? Life is so precious and you're spending all of your time and energy putting your life on hold till you get to a fantasy place that you'll never get to because diets don't work and ask me anything about that. It's science. It's not just me. It's science. Your body is so clever. This is where I want to, to go next, Katie. You're saying like, you know, you've you've lost four pounds just because you've relaxed more into who you are. A question I love to ask, and I'm going to ask you outright. If you were in a relationship with your body, like a a loving relationship and your body was a person, would it want to sleep with you? Um, This week, maybe. Last week, fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) Right? If you imagine like our bodies, our home that we live in, in this lifetime, sorry for being, sorry in advance for the woo-woo talk. I just can't help it. Oh, I love the, we go all into the woo, go. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. So your body is your home in this lifetime. Imagine your body is like not a separate person, but it's really helpful at the beginning when I teach clients like how the fuck to actually connect with their body because you can't love something you're not connected to. Mm-hmm. If if you if I was in a relationship with you and I was like, well, I'm just not looking at you, Katie. Nope, I'm just not looking at you. I'm not listening to you. If you're hungry, I'm just going to ignore you. If you're full, I'm just going to keep eating because I don't care. I'm going to start dieting. Like if you imagine it like it's an actual person, a separate identity Mm. to who you are, it can really show and hold a mirror 
up for you and how you're treating how you're treating your body so the first step is to start treating your body with kindness you don't have to like something in order to love something mm-hmm. if you feel sick yeah you know we, we think that in order to like love ourselves we have to look in the mirror and think wow I'm so goddamn hot I mean that's a bonus and that can happen especially if you invest in someone like yourself Katie who actually helps you dress and have your personality shining through as as you're dressing your body that can happen you can look at yourself and be like I'm so hot right now but love is a lot deeper you can love your partner and then not like him or her because he's pissed you off for a few days (laughs) that's exactly where I was going with this (laughs) Yeah, like with your kids, you know, I'm sure you don't like your kids or you love them all the time, of course. Yes, that is the biggest expression of and how you can be so mad and so grateful for something at the same time. Hey, lady, I hope you are enjoying today's episode, but I wanted to hop in really, really quick, remind you that spring is right around the corner. So if you're like me, I love spring. I love the new energy. I love the freshness, the greenness. It's the perfect time to reconnect with ourselves. Waking up out of hibernation, mother nature is alive and well, and so are we. So let's reconnect to our style, reawaken that inner style icon inside of you and book in for some styling session. March books are open and there's three different ways that you can work with me. I have closet edit sessions available where we'll hop on and we'll create anywhere from six to 12 new outfits from your existing wardrobe. Or if you're a business boss babe and you're just looking for some spare time in your life, then book in for some personal shopping. Yes, I will do the shopping for you. And if you are interested in my signature style package, I have two spots open in March. That is the six-week package that I put together where we will take you through and we will master your signature style. You can book a discovery call on my website, katiejuststyle.com. Or if you're like me, I prefer the DMs or the emails. Shoot me a DM on Insta, Katie Allen Stylist, or email katie at katiejuststyled.com. Email me today. I will chat with you soon. Love and lipstick. Yeah. So I would like the listeners to practice this with their bodies, like just practice seeing their body as a person that they're in a relationship with and start to treat it with more kindness. And you'll be surprised at the shifts that that you will have because so many of us are so disconnected from ourselves. We don't know if we're hungry. We don't know if we're full. We don't actually know how we're feeling a lot of the time. That's true. So if And then, like you say, we just go in a circle. I'll do this when I'm this size. I'll do this when I've lost weight. But your body has its own natural set point weight. And this is why diets don't work. So if you was to just let your body do whatever it wants to do in terms of eating when you're hungry, eat what you crave, stop when you had enough, which sounds so scary, which is why I do what I do, because I literally thought I would sit on the sofa and eat chocolate forever if I actually allowed myself because chocolate was my thing. And you know what? I ate a lot of chocolate at the beginning and I was like, this can't be okay. And my coach was like, because I hired a coach because I could not do this by myself. She was like, keep allowing, keep loving yourself through it all. It will all even out. And I remember thinking, I fucking paid someone thousands to just literally say it's okay to binge eat. Like, what is this? What is this? (laughs) 
<laughs> but because I did invest and I think investing is key mm-hmm. because I did invest I showed up and was like right I'm gonna just do everything she tells me even if I'm like really and then gradually things started to shift I would wake up and be like I want a green smoothie like what the hell is wrong with me and I'd just allow that and then I'd be like okay I want chocolate and a chicken salad And the more I started to trust that my body was going to give me, tell me signals of what to eat, how much to eat and when, and just relax into that. Of course, I did a shitload of body image work around that because we'll talk about weight gain, I'm sure, in a moment. Things started to magically happen. And now my body weight is, I don't weigh myself, but my size just stays the same regardless of whether it's Christmas time and there's more food around. So you naturally just eat more because that's the festive time. Or even if it's the summer and you maybe eat a bit less, my body just stays the similar size. I haven't got to try. I literally eat whatever I want when I want. And that is chocolate every single night. I probably eat 300 grams of chocolate every single day because my body wants that. And I stay the same size. I mean, that doesn't work with calories in, calories out, because if you used to look at my calorie intake, again, this is from all the past calculating that I've done that unfortunately my brain just still knows it. Mm -hmm. Probably three and a half, four thousand calories a day. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I should be technically putting weight on over time. And I'm not. I'm an active person. I'm into the gym. I love weights. So it's about letting go of a diet plan of someone telling you what to do and trusting the most wisest thing on this whole entire planet which is your body and your body's been protecting you your body protects you by holding on to fat regardless of nothing to do with food if you feel unsafe in your life if you've suffered trauma maybe that you've not released you you've been going through a lot lately so your body protects you if you think that fat is there like as an actual physical protective mechanism for your organs and all the things it protects you emotionally so the more you just start to come back into alignment with your life and start to trust your body will be whatever it's going to be but it's going to be right for you once we stop trying to control the body which can be really scary for sure I love everything that you just said, and I think it makes a lot of sense. Like, trusting and what you just said about, oh, it's protecting you emotionally, because that is where I was. I was in complete survival mode. And I I mean, with the wildest, scariest thoughts of, like, just unlearning all the things that I've learned about, like, starting a business. And the one thought that kept coming up, which is so dumb is like oh my god I'm not contributing to my 401k why that would keep me up at night but it would because it was like I was grasping or my ego was like grasping for any last Mm -hmm. straws of anything I'd ever learned around being an entrepreneur but I was like but Katie you have no ceiling you have like you can do anything you want like exactly yes and I just now feel like I was just telling my husband I was like oh shit I think like I finally have it's taken a long time to unlearn a lot of that. And it's like every day, you know, a little bit, little bit by little bit. And it's taken about 18 months. But I'm finally starting to feel like, okay, I don't need that level of protection. I feel like I've moved out of like complete survival mode mm-hmm. a little bit. And I'm starting to feel really good about myself and everything. And I just, it feels totally different. But I want to go a little bit deeper with what you said about like listening to your body. So... I've been having, and I know I keep bringing this back to myself, but just kind of using it as an example, because I always assume that if I'm going through it, other people are going through a version Mm -hmm. of this. So this is kind of like not weight related, but just listening to your body. So I've been having tightness in my neck for like the last couple of weeks and I'm 
like I keep trying to slow down and like ask myself, okay, what is this? Because I do feel like the most alignment that I felt in a really long time. So I've been trying to like tap into my body and feel and ask it, like, what is this? What do you need? What do you need? Mm. Do you have any like hot tips or like what's the tactical answer if someone's listening? They're like, this is fucking amazing, but I don't know how to listen to my body. Like, what's your like go to? Like, how do we do that? Exactly that. So, first thing to do is to get quiet with yourself. So, it can be literally in the toilet at work if you've only got a few, a couple of minutes, is to just be by yourself or somewhere that's quiet and to close your eyes. Because when you close your eyes, you obviously you take away all the distractions from from around you and focus on your breathing now I don't try to change my breath some people do and that can be really helpful but for me personally whenever I try to like change my breath my breath it like fights against me I start to get even more anxious it's probably just something that I do but I just listen to my heartbeat so I close my eyes and then just listen to my heartbeat and then you can ask your body what have you got to tell me and then you can journal afterwards but you have to get quiet first and it's a practice it's like a muscle it's like your intuition it's always there but the more you practice tuning into your intuition then following it it's so much easier to to feel and to follow its direction but you have to practice so even if you like make something up to begin with I always tell my clients that even if you tune in and you get quiet you close your eyes you put your hand on your heart you feel your heart you feel your breath and then you're like what do I want right now or what do I need and nothing comes to you play make-believe like you were children and make something up because guess what the make-believe thing that you've just made up is coming from source because where do you think your thoughts come from as well right Mm -hmm. So it could be, I need a nap. It could be, I'm actually hungry and I need to eat something. It could be, I just need to have a laugh with a girlfriend. It's just practice. And this is what we don't like because it's not like a step-by-step thing that you can tick off and get right. It's very vague to begin with. Most of us don't like that because we can't control the outcome. And all of us are trying to control everything. The ultimate, um, the ultimate, um, what word am I looking for? enlightenment is complete surrender and acceptance of what is in every single moment but we try to grasp at control like fantasize about the body we once had that all the future body we want to get to and that helps us with relieve our anxiety because we feel like we're going to get this fantasy thing at the end the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow but that's not even true the power is in now by the famous book echo told the power of now It's just connecting. Like if I was to check in with myself now, I actually don't feel 100% today. I'm a little bit sick, but I've laid down the whole day in bed ready for this podcast. So I've saved my energy because the integrity of keeping my word is more important to me. Of course, if I was extremely sick, then I would honor myself, but it's just practice. And I know, and I hope that's not too wishy-washy, but it's just getting quiet journaling can be very helpful if you're not a person who wants to sit and maybe just be quiet with yourself I had so much resistance that before journal and start to write even I don't know what to write I don't know what to write this is stupid I don't know what to write and then things will start to come through you've just got to have that portal to open it up I love that that's exactly that is my journaling experience in a nutshell now I'm obsessed with the journaling if I don't like Mm -hmm. have five minutes in the morning like, I'm like, I don't know who I am. But that was it. Yeah. I was like, this is dumb. I hate this. I hate when people say that they meditated and they got an idea. Yes. <laughs> like, I hate all of that. And then now I'm that person and I'm like, oh, that's how it works. 
But I absolutely love what you said about fucking make it up. Just make it up until you get to the point where you don't feel like you're making it up anymore. Because that's your, Mm -hmm. like, your imagination is your own intuition, right? It is you being able to see that and having that vision. And maybe you won't be right, but you also learn from that, right? There's been mornings where I've woke up and I've told myself, oh, my body's craving sleep. And I would go back to sleep and then I would wake up and I wouldn't do like my morning journaling or whatever that was. And I was like, okay, maybe it wasn't craving sleep, but maybe it was craving not the same routine that we do every day and maybe a slightly different version of it because I really do enjoy those minutes to myself before everybody else is up. Maybe it just doesn't have to be as extensive as it is every morning on some mornings. I love that so much. That was so good. Thanks for that. Because okay. I was like, oh, and then you started getting specific. I was like, yes, that's it. That's what yes. I the specific. It's like allowing ourselves to flow because I used to be very much in my masculine energy. Go, 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 do, do, do. Like, go, yeah. Like, we've. I'm sure that we just, as we get older, we gradually start to be like, hold on a minute. That's just not working for me anymore. There must be another way. And then now I'm like very much in flow. So I think if you allow yourself, like talking of morning routines, they're, they're very ben- beneficial. I used to have like a rigid 4.30 a.m. get up at 4.35 after I've had a wee. No joke. I literally used to write it. It's like, I would then brush my, and then I did that. And it was, yes, the morning routine was helpful, but it was too rigid. So now I have a block where I say morning routine and a block where it says body movement. So I literally wake up with no alarm and I'm blessed to be in that position, but I've created my own business. And I was the same as you. I remember listening to a podcast when I was at the beginning of my entrepreneur journey. I'm pretty new. I'm only about two years in. And I remember being like, oh, I've not got a client this month. And then she looked into the camera, Tori Gaynor, she's brilliant. And she went, you're an entrepreneur. You haven't got fucking certainty. And I was like, oh yeah. Like she, the way she said it, like, of course we're entrepreneurs. We haven't got certainty. But then like you said, there's no ceiling. Mm-hmm. And if you're in alignment, you're going to get everything you ever desire and more. So it's about allowing the flow. So I get up with no alarm. I have a block like morning routine. Sometimes that's journaling. Sometimes it's just sat cross-legged doing some stretches or some yoga and then body movement. Sometimes it's weights. Sometimes it's a run. Whereas it used to be like day one, full body, day two, hit like mm-hmm. just allow yourself to be in flow because what we forget is our bodies. And again, I've said this, but I want to re-say it, are the most wisest thing on this whole entire planet. Your body has a built-in calorie counter. It's called hunger and fullness signals and cues. Your body, if it's cold, it will shiver and then you'll go and get a dressing gown or a jumper. And if you're too hot, you'll make yourself colder. If you need a wee, you'll just go for a wee. All these natural things it does for us and we don't think about it when it comes to food, we have to feel like we can't trust ourselves and we have to control in order to look a certain way, in order to be enough because of society pressure. So there is a lot of layers to uncover in terms of, you know, the society that we live in. Everyone's fat phobic. No wonder we're scared of fatness because of what fatness means in society. Mm -hmm. But I want to ask you, Katie, if you don't mind sharing, the 20 pounds that you've gained, I like to ask to my ask my clients, I've gained weight and like what else have you gained as well as the weight? One example, I've gained weight and I no longer binge eat. I mean, that's probably not relevant for you, but mm-hmm. what else have you gained apart from weight? Oh my God. Um, so much. So I've gained weight and um I know myself better than I think I ever have. 
Hmm. Um, and that was through starting that business because I, I you, you have to learn yourself. <laughs> like you don't have. Oh certain, yeah. <laughs> you might not have certain certainty, but you absolutely have freedom. And then, like your business is just a reflection of you and where you're at, like emotionally, spiritually, or mentally. So mm-hmm. I have gained self awareness like no other, and I've gained. The ability to realize that I can pay myself and that I don't need anyone else to do that. So thanks for that. That's fucking amazing. Of course. So you're welcome. And would you say that if you don't, and I'm trying not to make this into like a coaching call, I can't help asking questions. Oh no, this is fine. I think that (laughs) let people see how it works. (laughs) Yeah. I'm really intrigued as to the way that like has came on naturally Maybe it was natural, maybe it wasn't. If you don't mind sharing about your like your relationship with food, have you been a dieter in the past? Like, what's your relationship with food been like? Yes, for sure. So when I was doing like so after when I had my son, when I got pregnant with him, I was at the highest. And then after I had him, I was way high and I had just tons of stretch marks so that's where that started with me is after having him and then getting lots of stretch marks on my stomach and completely just being obliterated with being a new mom and losing the body that I was so attached to or Mm -hmm. identified with I've always been uh short and we'll use the word thick for lack of a better word my sister was the tall skinny one but I was okay in that because I felt confident in who I was um Even if some of that now I'm learning was mostly outward confidence instead of inner confidence. Mm -hmm. But once I had my son, it catapulted everything. So I I was doing calories. I counted calories. I had lost a shitload of weight. Um, Then, you know, I was down to a size that I honestly couldn't tell you if that was... I was down to a size I hadn't seen in years. Like, I've... Through most of, like, high school and everything, I was always, like, around a size 8. So definitely not the skinniest girl around. Um, and once I started doing that, I was like a four or six. I was like really skinny. Then I got pregnant with my daughter. I had picked up running and I was running constantly even when I was pregnant with her and I didn't gain as much weight for her with her. And that felt like, you know, the biggest, mm-hmm. the biggest like award that someone could give me is that like, oh, look at me. I'm pregnant and so cute and I'm running and like all these things. Mm-hmm. And then after that, um, once I had her and I was like trying to get back to that, it's always been about restricting my calories and like running because I do know that I have to be really careful, like my masculine energy. Uh, like I, I'm all about, I'm an action taker. I'm a get shit done kind mm-hmm. of person. It was my corporate job. It was what I was good at. It's what everyone has known me for. And like, I would just go until like, I'm completely fucking burnt out. So like running was good for me because I could just go, 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 go. Mm. And my relationship with food, I would say, was like, I would restrict it, but I don't have, food actually intimidates me and it overwhelms me um, because I don't, I never identified with being like a good cook and I would just eat like what was easy or accessible, which a lot of times Mm -hmm. in my experience, my personal experience wasn't like the healthiest thing. And then I was drinking nonstop to buffer the emotions of being a corporate, overworked, mm-hmm. overstressed mom, breadwinner juggling it all because I still feel like f- for women, like we fought to get 
to certain places, but we never gave up these other things, right? Mm. Um, I still am going to be the primary caregiver for my children, even though I'm the breadwinner. I'm still going to be the primary planner and the family memory creator, even though I'm the breadwinner. Where like men don't have that. They were just breadwinners. So like yeah. I would just drink to, um, and I just mean sitting on the couch watching TV, having wine. But that I think was always like the thing. And then when I would drink, I would just eat. Because I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't care. Like, my inhibitions are down. And that's why I'm fucking drinking. And then when um, the pandemic hit, I think what really showed up for me was just not moving my body at all. Right? Because now I'm in the home. So, like, where before I was constantly moving, I was constantly walking, um, really busy, very active, commuting, doing, like, just all the things. And I, I had kind of, the running had slowed down. And then I just... I just wasn't doing shit. So, like, I was just sitting in my house all day, like, doing nothing. And it was just, I was either eating or drinking my emotions because I didn't know what else to do. Yeah, thank you for sharing all of that. And it is interesting that I'm, like, looking forward to seeing for you where your body, and everyone listening, like, environment has an effect on our choices, obviously. Mm -hmm. If alcohol's in your house and you love alcohol, then of course you're going to be drinking it, etc. But if you start to practice trusting your body, because like you said, you missed exercise. It didn't didn't feel good to sit down and do nothing. So we have a fear that if if I don't make myself eat salad or if I don't make myself do exercise, I will never I never will. But one of the quotes that I love to use is when I stopped making salads and fitness feel like punishment, I started yes. to crave them. Yeah. Right. So it's coming back. I mean, yes, emotional eating is real. But even when we look at the context of emotional eating, emotional eating is eating when you're not physically hungry to change your emotional state. Mm-hmm. When we make that wrong or bad, we turn emotional eating into binge eating. So if we approach everything with everything is okay, I love myself anyway, and I I honor my body to guide me, even the emotional eating will start to dwindle and start to not be as prominent. But then if you, it's physics, whatever you resist persists, right? If you're like, try not to do the thing, try not to eat chocolate, don't eat chocolate. Then of course it's going to persist because it's physics. It's not even mindset, it's physics. Don't think of a pink elephant. Don't think that, I mean, we've all heard that one. <laughs> There's fucking pink elephants everywhere. <laughs> exactly. So it's coming back to your body and listening to your body. And like you've shared, like it feels good for you to run. Probably you could be more, a little bit more balanced in masculine and feminine, like we all could. But just practice listening to your body. But when we do this work, Again, what I recommend for my clients, and I did this and it was so powerful, I wrote a letter to say goodbye and thank you to the fantasy body that I kept striving for. And to be fair, I got that fantasy body. I was living in that fantasy body. I was like 9% body fat for two years and I had full eating disorder in the background, but I still was living it. But the second I just started listening to my body, the weight came back on. This is my natural set. My body doesn't care about if you want abs or not. Your body cares about survival. Mm -hmm. And so I really took time, like writing this big, long letter, like letting go of this fantasizing body that I've had and everything that came with that and choosing to like, almost like energetically stepping into the next feminine archetype. Mm. Or like into the queen archetype. Like we can obviously go between, as I've learned this from your podcast, actually. I mean, I knew a little bit about it, but exactly that, the warrior maiden and the maiden is all about the do, 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 
go, go, go. The huntress, huntress. Was that right? The huntress? I think it's the huntress. Yeah. Cause the maiden, I think is more around like exploring and being naive and wanting to learn. Cause you just don't know a lot. Mm. I love that so much. I never thought about, I never attached that to like eating and food. And that makes so much sense. I love that. Absolutely. Cause we're all, everything's energy mm-hmm. and I used to think all of this, like, I didn't know what spirituality meant a couple of years ago. And I would hear myself talking like three years ago and I'd be like, yeah, she's weird. Like, I'm not vibing with that. But it's it's so interesting. The more personal development you do, I fell into spirituality through personal development. As you said, entrepreneurship slaps you in the face with personal <laughs> development. There's no way around it. No. This big fuck off mirror. Like, here you go. This is exactly all your problems, all your triggers. This has been an entrepreneur. There you go. And you just there like, you holy shit. <laughs> but you get to learn. <laughs> yeah. And you get to learn about yourself. It's so powerful. When you were talking, um, something that came up for me is I always like ask people, well, when a lot of times when women come to me, they feel like they've lost their identity, um, which mm. then directly correlates with our self-expression, which is our style, right? We don't know how to self-express our style because we don't know who we are on the inside. And one yes. of the questions I ask, well, I have a couple of different exercises, but one of them is like, well, who are your style icons or anyone that you look up to that kind of gives you that juicy energy that mm. helps you tap into your highest self? And for me, Beyonce is one of my like go-tos. And Lately, I can't remember who I was having this conversation with, and I was like, look at 20-year-old Beyonce. Now look at Beyonce. Mm -hmm. She still looks amazing, but her body is not the same. But for one minute, would you doubt her her queendom, like any of that, because she doesn't have the same fucking 20-year-old body before she had kids? No, you wouldn't. You look at her and you still are like... You know, I try not to put people on a pedestal, but Beyonce, <laughs> you know what I mean? Beyonce, we can, we can deal with Beyonce being on a pedestal. <laughs> we can put sure. her on a pedestal. And it's such a good visual reminder of, oh, yeah, that's right. And, like, I don't look at her and think, oh, too bad she doesn't have that body from when, you know, she was 19 and still doing the group stuff. No, it's, wow, like, look at this woman. And, like, for her, when, think, when I think of feminine archetypes, I always think of queen energy. Obviously, mm-hmm. she calls herself that. But like, I'm like, ooh. So like when you were saying that, I was like, I didn't even realize I was having that conversation, but it was really kind of around like style and like someone I look up to, but I hadn't thought about like her body and watching it change. I guess that's the good thing for us as a society of when we have icons, we can watch them change. Um, Whether that's painful for them or not, I'm not sure. (laughs) But, Mm -hmm. and kind of use that. I, for me, I'm very visual, obviously, so having that reference point helps me ground down a little bit. So thanks for that. Oh, absolutely. And like, that brings me to the word confidence. And I know you agreed because you were like, when I was saying confidence was a choice, mm-hmm. it really is. Because if you think, and one thing that I want, if anyone, any listeners take one thing away from this podcast, which I'm sure they'll take way more than one thing. I would like each and every one of you to go and find women to follow on Instagram that are your size or bigger very important because this is the only scientific proven way to actually improve your own body image just by looking at other women with your body size or bigger especially your body type like I've got very I mean I'm quote um hourglass shape but I've got very big legs and big bum so I used to go and find people with a similar body type to me living their best life like to be corny but like posting pictures of them confidently living their life and then I would see me in them and then it almost gives you a permission slip to do the same 
it's not the body that you're impressed with. It's the com- like beyond. It's the confidence mm-hmm. she knows. Like I mean, I'm just changing my stature now. Like she knows like who the fuck she is. So when she walks down the street, it's a quiet, powerful. I am queen. And I've got um, tattooed on my arm, like, oh, you can't see this podcast, like queen and king crown. Oh, I love because that. Because I am queen. And I used to be a princess. And do I look okay? Am I good enough? Asking for outside validation. And I was like, no, I decide because I love me. And then there's, there's like this energy shift. So fake it till you make it is a thing even. Some people don't like that. But if you choose to be confident and clothes absolutely help. I mean, you can't see me, but I'm literally in loungewear because I don't feel 100% today. So I'm in my little cozy like jumper. But when I'm in my spring, especially the matching underwears on like the tight fitting dress, no, for nobody else but me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and yes. my energy shifts. So allow yourself to be confident. Allow yourself to buy gorgeous clothes and to get to know you and your style. Don't wait until you need to lose 10, 20, 30 pounds because we, you could literally die tomorrow, live now. And then you, the beautiful thing with doing that is you'll realize how incredible it feels. And then you'll be like, maybe I don't even need to fucking diet and spend my life counting almonds and you get to live. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love that so much. Like you literally just like busted it wide open for me. It's like, oh my God, you know, social media can be such a point of contention in so many people's lives. Yeah, shift your mindset around that and like who you fucking follow like you literally were like here who this is who you should follow to feel good i love that so much and i know we've talked about death quite a bit on this podcast um (laughs) but i was listening to yours and you were like the word diet has die in it yes i was like victoria's a fucking queen and i'm obsessed (laughs) with her she's like it literally fucking says die in it are you trying to die are you trying to live like isn't the goal here to feel fucking alive so then like why are we doing something that makes us feel dead exactly and that and not dieting so giving up dieting doesn't mean eating chocolate forever like i've said Mm -hmm. giving up diet like um diets don't own vegetables you know, you can still, and there's a contrast because a lot of women that I help tend to be very black or white thinking, very all or nothing. But actually, if you trust your body and there, they may or may not be a honeymoon period, which what that is in terms of eating is, say if like your whole life you've spent trying to give up chocolate or restrict chocolate, when you allow yourself full permission, you're going to eat a lot of chocolate because it's a safety it's diet related to trauma. It's like, I need to have it now because for so like 30 years, 20 years, 10 years, it's been taken away from me. Trust that your weight will absolutely stabilize because your body has a set point weight. That That is even your body will stop you from getting bigger. Like me, even if you eat more food or more calories than technically you should be with all those maths, that doesn't make so much sense because your body keeps you at a set point weight. And that is dependent on genetics and environment. So food freedom is eating salads and vegetables. It's moving your body. It's saying no to dessert because you know you can have some tomorrow if you want to. Or it's saying yes to dessert when you're full just because you want to taste the dessert. Oh, yeah. It's not one or the other. You can, it's a, but again, building a relationship. Like if I was in a relationship with my body, it's not going to be all or nothing. It's like a relationship with a person. You're not going to suffocate them and like not, you know, it's a, all about that balance. But first has to come the courage to take that step, the energetic letting go of that fantasy that you've been chasing your whole life. And then you'll be like, 
hold on a minute, maybe I've got brain space to start my own business because now I'm not dieting. And share your gifts with the world because each and every one of us has a gift. And, you know, to live that gift and live your passion, there's no better feeling. And please don't look at me and Katie and think it's all right for them. They can do it because of whatever reasons. I moved to the Netherlands to be with my fiance. I was cleaning toilets, student toilets and student showers because I couldn't speak the language. I'd worked with horses my whole life and I just moved here for love. I mean, that's another story in and of itself. But I was cleaning toilets and I just was like, do you know what? No, I'm I'm better than this. Not There's nothing wrong with cleaning toilets, but that's not my passion. And I just took that leap of faith. I mean, there's a quote, I think it says an entrepreneur is like taking the leap and building a plane on the way down. Yes. It doesn't matter if you don't know how yet. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how. I didn't even know how to have a website or even have an email list. You just one step at a time. It's like if you're driving in the dark in in your car on a country road, you can only see a few feet in front of you. You don't sit in your car with your arms folded and refuse to drive to your destination because you can't see the end destination. You just get in your car, trust the lights and just drive one step at a time. That's what you can do with your life. And your intuition is your GPS, your Google Maps for life. Like you're going to be guided just follow your feeling. And sometimes it won't make sense, but that's where you've got to choose courage over comfort. Brene's famous quote. Yes. And just do the thing and live now. So true. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so we're going to stop it there. I have a couple more questions, but we'll stop it there because that's amazing. You are so amazing. I knew that this was going to be so, so good. So it's so funny is a couple of months ago or who knows at this point a year ago on the podcast, I had started saying big bitch energy and started saying like, let's happen to our big bitch energy. And when I think of being a big bitch, I always thought about like, well, for one, reclaiming the word bitch, I personally don't have a problem with it because I'm like, whatever, but reclaiming that for women who feel like they do. And then I like to use the word big because instead of saying like, I'm living my best life for me, it was always trying about to be bigger, right? Because I felt like I was always making myself small. I was always dimming my shine. I was always just like making sure that I was just, you know, being nice and mm-hmm. being kind, not even kind, just being nice and like doing all the things. <laughs> Owning so, that. So it was like, this is my biggest life. This is the biggest expression of who I am on the inside. But I feel like for our conversation, it even takes another um, step because it's like, it's okay to be big. It's okay to take up space. It's okay to do whatever you want to do. So my questions for you now are, what are your big bitch resources? Like you mentioned um, Eckhart Tolle's book, which I have been meaning to get it and I haven't. I'm like, okay, universe, I hear you. Get the damn book. Yes. So like, maybe that's it. But what are your like big bitch resources that kind of like things that you love, like a book that's rocking your world, a podcast that's rocking your world, uh, anything that's like totally got you jiving right now? Yeah, right. Again, I'm going to have to rein myself in because I'm the queen of resources. My clients are like, how do you know what to recommend at the exact time I need it? I'm like, living my passion, girl. (laughs) So (laughs) number one, anyone struggling with disordered eating, and you're going to love the title of this book, Katie, it's called The Fuck It Diet by Caroline Duna. It's incredible. It's The Fuck It Diet. Also, that's for food, obviously. Body Image, a book that I recommend, More Than a Body by Katie and Lexi Kite. More Than a Body. And what else? Obviously, my podcast called The Body Love Binge. Of course. (laughs) 
But honestly, in terms of following women your size or bigger, hop onto my Instagram and go and see who I follow. And you'll get loads of uh, loads of inspiration from there because my account, I love my Instagram page because whenever I go on it and have a bit of a cheeky scroll down the rabbit hole and it's an hour later, you're like, where the fuck did that hour go? You know how it goes. It's full of body positivity. And, you know, depending on what body size you fit into, I've got a whole spectrum of, on the people who I follow. So go and have a look because that will help you to help yourself for sure. And those books are really key for what yes. I teach. Um. Well, I want you to share your Instagram too, but I have one more question. Um, what's your big bitch like outfit or the thing that you adorn your body with to feel the most connected to yourself? Mm. So I have a red dress that's completely backless Ooh. and it's very, it's very fitted. It's long sleeved backless dress to the, not to the floor, but I'm sure I'm like rich, such as everything that I wear is I need to wear petite because otherwise it like drags on the floor. So I've got a backless red dress. And then whenever I wear that, like my vibe is just like Beyonce. Period. <laughs> I was like, period. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Okay. Now pimp yourself out. Where can everybody find you? Give us an Instagram. Um, it's already juicy. I can vouch for the Instagram. I can vouch for the pod. It's so juicy. So drop all the deets because everybody needs you in their life because you're amazing and you say fuck a lot. So if they like when I say fuck, <laughs> then I know that she's going to like when you say fuck. Thank you. I do. I do. I'm a bit of a swear bear, so to say. So Victoria Kleinsman everywhere. Nice and easy. So I literally have launched my new website today, which is so freaking excited. Please Yay! have a little nosy, Katie. It's so much better than the last one. Um, so victoriaclansman.com victoriaclansman on Instagram victoriaclansman on Facebook on YouTube nice and easy really and come and say hi honestly like I am at the end of my DMs like I have a virtual assistant that helps me with some other stuff but I think it's so important that I am my brand I'm living my passion I genuinely care about each and every person listening watching whatever come and say hi and you'll I love my voice notes I'll probably send you a cheeky little voice note to say hey Oh my God. I love you so much. I love the word cheeky. That's one of my absolute favorite words. And I, I love that. I'm the same. Like I am the brand and I love voice notes and just like connecting. I'm such a connector. It's one of my values is getting deep, vulnerable and connection. So you're amazing. I'm so glad that we connected. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You're welcome. And I can't wait to have you on mine. Because you're coming on mine too. So I don't know when this is going live. But of course, whenever ours is live, we will link everything together. Yeah. So you can see me interview you. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. And I will share and link all your stuff in the show notes as well. In case um, you get, get a chance to write it down. We got you. So thank you thank so much, you. Victoria. This was amazing. You are welcome. Love, love to your listeners as well. Thank you.